Picture your life as a four-burner stovetop. One burner represents your family, one is your friends, the third your health, and the fourth, career. Now, if you have them all going at once, you're going to burn out. So in order to be successful, you need to turn one off. If you want to be super successful, they say turn off two. My name is Josh Earl, and by the end of this podcast, we'll see which ones are being left on and which ones are getting turned off. This is Four Burners. Hello and welcome to Four Burners. My name is Josh Earl and joining me this week, very special guest, comedian, podcaster. Sure. Anything else you want to add to the <laughs> I list? I don't feel like I deserve podcaster. Just you do a podcast. I do do a podcast, but it's just only just. Anyway, please welcome. It's Damien Power, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Crack man. As well. How you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing this. I, li- yeah, I like it when people me. reach out and say, can I come on? That's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, Makes things easier, yeah. So much easier. <laughs> so I was just thinking, we've known each other for almost a day. I'm thinking the first time I saw you was on stage, though, when you were in Skills in Time. Oh, really? You I saw, saw that I, show? I saw the very first show when you did it at the Brisbane Comedy Festival. Oh, wow. Because I kind of knew Henry a little bit. And it was the one that I was in, obviously. Yeah. Yes, yes, right, because yeah. there were two. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so crazy. Yeah, so that was the craziest show. Me, uh, Henry Stone, Greg Larson and Sam Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, in a play. Because I remember... It's hard to imagine that now, isn't it? Well, I, can, I, I had a radio show uh, on in Melbourne called Lime Champions. We did sketches as well. And I came back and that was my recommendation because you were coming down to Melbourne. I think you were doing it Trades Hall. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We did upstairs at Trades Hall. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, everyone goes, go see Skills in Time. It's really funny. And I tried yeah. to explain it and I'm like, oh, there's a bush poet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. There's bush poetry in it. Yeah. yeah. Trying to tell people from Melbourne, I'll go and see this this group from Brisbane. They do bush poetry. It's really funny. Like, yeah. yeah. It was it was such a crazy show. I remember there was a scene where I convinced Greg to give me a head job. <laughs> For advice, and then he gets on his knees and does it. You know, acts it out <laughs> like this, just obscene, absolutely disturbing. And then, and then he goes, "Yeah," and he finishes, and he's he's like, "Yeah." So, and I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, follow follow your dreams," and just walk off. <laughs> I also remember the time because I didn't, I'd never met Greg, but Henry introduced him. And goes, "Oh yeah, he thinks he might have testicular cancer." And yeah. that was that was my introduction to Greg Larson, and I wasn't sure if it was a bit or not. And then I found out, no, he really did think he did have it. Yeah, that's right. He went through a phase there. He got hit in the balls really hard <laughs> by a ball, a tennis ball or something. Phil, he didn't have it. He, he was fine. Okay, so what we do on this show, we talk through our four personal burners. We go career, family, friends, and health, and you choose whatever one you want to start with. Um, you know what? Because I listened to a couple of episodes, oh, and I thought um, to be different, I feel like. I would, I'll, I'll start with family because yeah, I feel like I've got an interesting family and, yep. you know. So how many in the family? Well, there's four boys. Yep. Um, and, um, yeah, my parents obviously and uh, I'm the youngest. Yeah, yep. youngest. Do you have a role of those like in the family? Do you Like when you all get back together, do you slip into these roles that you grew up with? <laughs> yeah, the role of victim. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. It's a weird dynamic, I guess. I mean, you know, like all families, all families are the same in the sense that they're all different in a, yep. you know, in a weird way or whatever. I don't think so, I guess. I mean, I, I guess it's all changed so much, but growing up, I was definitely like the, the, um, the kind of, 
like I guess my two middle brothers were very, very competitive. Yep. And very they were very much focused on each other and and then my eldest brother was is still is a very eccentric. What's the age difference between the four of you? It's two all the way up. Yep. So it's like two gaps. So I'm like forty two now, so it's like forty four, forty six, forty eight. Yeah. Roughly like give or take. That's not that's pretty close actually in terms of yeah. Four eldest to youngest. Yeah. We're all still very close, really. Yeah. Yeah. So were you babied at all though by them? Um babied, not not baby. No, that's definitely not the <laughs> word I would use. <laughs> I mean I mean it was just a it was just like, okay, we're all boys. Yep. And it's uh my dad is obsessed with motorsport. So it's a racing car family. We're obsessed with rugby league. We used to reenact the state of origin on our knees after we watched it. Right. Just to be a prick, my brother Will would say he went for New South Wales <laughs> just to be fucking different because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and um, and it was just all very physical. Yeah. It was just very physical, which because, you know, that's what. Well, the, I, I grew up with only boys as well. You would have like, surely been yeah. the same. I'm, I'm the middle, yeah. Ah, so right. Just go outside play cricket until tears. Yeah. That's that's what stopped the game, just tears yeah. or, or the sun going down. And right, even right, that didn't right. really stop it. <laughs> and then I was the middle one, so it was that thing of constantly just bowling to my older brother. Right, And he right, just right. whack me around the entire Yeah, because you've got to service them kind of thing, really you know was, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Was there a brother who looked after you a bit or not? I feel like my brother Will, the next one up when I arrived, he didn't like that much. Yeah. So I feel like my brother Nick used to stick up for me a fair bit. Yeah. My brother Ken a bit too, but he was, like I said, he was sort of um, not a loner, but he was just like, he's just very eccentric kind of dude. And he sort of didn't quite get as, as involved in the yeah. in the bullshit. I mean, you do you, how many boys? It's, there's the three of us. Th- oh, just yeah. three. Okay, so I'm, three, I'm yeah. in the middle. Right. And then my older brother is like, two and a half years and my younger brother is pretty much three years younger. Right. Yeah. Okay. Similar gaps yeah. basically. Yeah. And was, is there a dynamic there? Yeah. I, I play peacekeeper. Right. But also that thing of like not growing up, especially not liking any confrontation. Right. If, if mum and dad had a fight, I'd be trying to smooth it over. That's remember, a really remember, common trait with comedians. Yeah. I remember my dad once came home drunk from the golf and mum just had a gut full and fucking just blasted him. And I apparently was crying saying, I don't want you to get a divorce. And then my dad, very angry, threw a plate across the room without not realising that I was in line with the plate and split my toe. And that, I was happy because it, it stopped them fighting. Wow. And it was that thing. Holy shit. This yeah. origin story. Yeah. <laughs> the origin story of a comedian is what this yeah. is. But I, I, so I think I wanted them, I wanted to play Peacekeeper. Brent, my younger brother, probably wanted approval. Like constantly, right. like I, I'm, yeah, I'm as good sense. as the elders, and my older one was vi- like he was kind of like the naughty one, but not even that naughty. Yeah, like, yeah. right. Okay. And doing his own thing. Did you like, guys yeah. get up to much bad mischief? Uh not, not really. Not, not, not that I've heard other comedians talk about. Ours was like fighting around the house. My younger brother chasing around the house with a block of wood and threw it mm. at me. I closed the door went through the door and me just being like, you wait till dad gets home. You're in so much trouble. Oh, and man, then, yeah. that feeling. Yeah. When you've put a hole in the wall, <laughs> which I've done many times. Did you guys? Oh, yeah. 
we we did bad shit. Looking back, it's pretty crazy, actually. I mean, I'm jumping around chronologically here, but at one point I was growing weed yeah. and selling it. And um, So how old are you at this point? I reckon 15, 16. Yeah. Um, I was smoking it younger than that. My eldest brother, like, had me, like, didn't have me, but, like, I guess introduced me to alcohol and stuff like that, like, when I was even younger. I think that's one of the things about being the youngest. And we were all pretty, like, they all, they left school grade, Will and Nick, the middle guys, left school grade uh, nine, 10. Yeah. And went and worked at my dad's tent shop out the back. So they were, like, Will was a skateboarder. He was skating around town. We're all <laughs> smoking pot and stuff. And, it was pretty wild, um, full-on wild fights. I remember we would take Dad's go-kart and race that around the suburb, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, and, uh, and in, loud. In suburb. And loud yeah. as fuck. And, um, yeah, I got in trouble for setting off a petrol bomb. It, was, it wasn't far long after Ash Wednesday. <laughs> so that's, you know, like it was, people were just on full-on bushfire mode and I yep. just fully... Because dad had avgas, aviation gas. Is that for? That's for race cars. You put it in helicopters and shit. And uh, it was just like the cool thing to blow up, I guess. So, Oh, and graffiti was a big thing because Nick, my brother Nick's a hip-hop artist. I know that sounds ridiculous. A hip-hop artist, you know, you think of like, I don't know, like Jay-Z or something. But he like... Was a break dancer. Anyway, so we all. The four pillars of hip-hop. Isn't isn't graffiti one of them? Yeah. Yeah. Graffiti, breakdancing, emceeing and DJing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the four pillars, man. Instead of four burners, I'll do four pillars yep. next time. So is that going – so because I had a mate who was really into that as well and he's now an artist into – he does augmented reality art. Really? Yeah. In, uh, in the hip-hop area? I think so, yeah. His name's Sutu. Look, uh, everyone look That's him up. That's fascinating. He's really – he's like world-renowned like in this. But it when I first moved to yeah. Melbourne, he, he was really into graffiti and we had to break into this abandoned warehouse in the city and it was almost like fucking parkour, jump from one building to another building. I'm 22, so old enough to know I could fucking die at this. Like 15, mm. you kind of go, oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. You're, you're dumb enough yeah. to think that, yeah, you're not going to hurt yourself. But this was real like jumping into places and just like 100 pigeons just flying out and just wow. so we could tag. This, yeah, I shouldn't say. I, I might have to bleep out his name. No, he's fine. It's it's yeah. been, it's been twenty years. It's fine. Yeah, the cops um, are like, got him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're yeah. for this guy. But were you doing stuff like that, or was your brother doing stuff like that? Well, we all were doing stuff like that. But um, it just reminds me that my brother Nick was the most into it. Obviously, going on to make that a career, first in dance and then sort of more choreography but stuff. But he was doing graffiti, and he's done he's done sort of all of it at some point. But the, the the Brisbane Powerhouse, which is now the, obviously the famous performing arts yep. venue, was what they call a Graffiti Hall of Fame, which sounds a bit like what you're talking about, which is like a place which's abandoned and everybody can everybody leaves their piece there. Yeah, and yeah, he um, has graffiti still in that. One of the pieces still left there is one of his. Oh, cool! Down the bottom where the dressing rooms are. Yep. And uh, he nearly died there. His girlfriend saved him because it was all dilapidated and he was in one of the high things and nearly fully walked off one of the yeah. ledges, which is like stories down. 
But yeah, so he's done graffiti in that where I do stand up now. <laughs> Literally, my first ever stand up show was in a room called the Graffiti Room at the Brisbane Power. Oh, yeah. That's first ever full show. That's one to the left. Um, so, growing up, so are you close to your parents? Yeah. Yeah. I, would, I mean, it's, I guess it's all relative, I suppose. But yeah, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. Was there a point there where you drifted out? Like most people in their late teens up until their 30s, they're like, because did, you didn't move from Brisbane, did you? you? You stayed in Brisbane the whole time? Oh, well, we, we, we grew up in Toowoomba. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, so I left for uni um, and I was living on campus yeah. uh, in Brisbane. So that was my first, like, living away from home yeah. kind of thing. And thank God I didn't do uni in Toowoomba. That would have been so <laughs> Like that decision was kind of up in the air, but thank God I didn't. What did you yeah. study? Oh, I studied IT. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, obviously. <laughs> you could have done that in Toowoomba, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad I didn't. How, uh, how far away is Toowoomba? It's not that far, is it? It's like an hour and a half, if that. Yeah, hour 45, yeah. yeah. About the same distance I was from when I moved out as well. Oh, yeah. It's enough that my parents wouldn't come up all the time, mm-hmm. but enough if something really did go wrong, it's it's quite easy for them to drop everything in. Yeah. Up. Yeah. You want that independence or that experience of freedom or whatever. Yeah. What were you studying? Performing arts. Ah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Theater. Your parent, your parents must have been supportive to. But they were. Although the, their thing was like I, I did theatre and then the promise of doing teaching afterwards because for them it was like, well, you need to have a job and acting is not a job. Right. Theater's so they want the job. backup thing. Yeah. They're man. obsessed with that. And I think yeah. because my auntie had done the same thing. They're like, all right. And she was a teacher. So I'm like, they can see it. They can go, all right, that's that's the line that you're going to follow. Mm. But I never wanted to teach. Would you do, if if your kid did the same thing, would you want them to have the backup thing or having been an artist yourself, you'd just be like. I look, I think the backup thing sometimes, it works for some people. It works for me. Otherwise I, I stress out too much about every gig needs to be the mm. best and, yeah, so it's nice it is to scary, take the that. pressure off. Yeah. But you speak to some performers who are like, no, no, you need to, like you can't have the bun- the bungee cord there. You need to just free fall. Mm. Ross Noble's like that. Ross Noble's like, no, nah, if you have a backup plan, you're going to go to it. But I'm like, yeah, but you're very, very, very successful. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's easy for him to say he's selling out like the town hall for a yeah. few years there. Um, all right, so you cl- do you say you're closer to your mum or your dad? Well, um, I'm just going to say mum at the moment yeah. just because mum and dad separated like, yeah, when they're in their 70s. They've separated? Yeah. So dad. We're so similar. Yeah? My parents separated when I was 33. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How That's old were crazy. you when they separated? So well, just- pretty reasonable. Well, it's been a while now. Yeah, so I would have been in my mid-30s, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. It was so weird. It's a head fuck, isn't it? Yeah, totally, because they've been together for 40 years. Yeah. It's a similar deal. Yeah, they've been together 38 and it was that thing. Of, and now it's like every time you go back, because are they both in Toowoomba still? Well, yes, but Dad's sort of on the coast, like has a little house on the coast and he's sort of between the two, but basically, yeah. Yeah. I may have sold this on a, on a show before, but... When my wife met my parents, she was like, do you reckon your parents love each other? And I'm like, yeah, that's just how they are. It's just how they are with each other. And then that night at the dinner table, my mum was like, I've thought about it. 
when I die, if I die after your dad, do not bury me anywhere near him. Jesus I don't want to be buried next Christ. to him. And I was like, oh, I reckon they might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I'm dead, I don't want to don't be annoyed. <laughs> but for, for us, it was just, that's how they were. That's how they were with each other. For just, all the time you know or No, it was like when we all left home, then it became apparent. Then it was just the two of them and nothing else to distract them. That's when I think the issues kind of started. Have they major. gone to be with other people? Uh, they both had – my dad's not with anyone at the minute, but my mum is, but this is like the third relationship she's been in since wow. her and dad broke up. That's so crazy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's from, Yeah, it's a whole thing to go down that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, family events then, do you have to negotiate? Well, they're just totally scattered now. Yeah. I mean, it, I, mean I feel like – I mean, it's no – revelation to say that you know the whole family unit thing is just disintegrating to small and smaller like because i remember the whole family of dad's side of the family would get together every christmas and be all the cousins all the uncles all the aunties yeah um but yeah that's just so rare now for my kids and um yeah, now with like family events and stuff it's it's just it's just too difficult i just end up trying to see mum and then trying to see dad on a different day Yep, and organising my son with my ex as well. It's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> how old's your kid now? Like, 14. Yeah. How, how, how's that? Like because how, how often do you get to see him? Well, I see him whenever I like really. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah, I just um, I, I guess I'd see him a, f- a few times a week, you yep. know, when, when I'm home. Do you have a sense of what he might be? become well i gotta say i'm i'm pretty impressed yeah. so far um <laughs> i mean between me and his mom it's like fucking i'm surprised he's not doing acid um <laughs> and <laughs> hanging out under a bridge or something i mean like because we both were terrible teenagers but he is a very sweet kid he he seems to be very contented yeah um in an internal sense as well just um yeah, and he seems to be very cautious and not interested in taking massive risks or doing the wrong thing and stuff. And yeah, yeah he's not a delinquent. Yeah, yeah. My, my eldest is almost thirteen, and right. he's a very sweet boy. And it's like then I see his friends, and they're all very kind. Mm. It's like this generation coming up. There are like because I also coach an under fourteen basketball team, and there's so I'm around other kids and not just my my kids' friends and my kids. These these children are actually the kids are going to be all right. Is what I'm saying. Like they're yeah, actually, it's um, true. Like they're supportive and they're not like dicks. And I mean, there's the occasional dick that we play against, but it's like mm. they're very rare. I agree. It's it's fascinating, really. I feel like our generation of parents sort of broke the cycle. Yeah. I mean, it's a bold statement, <laughs> but like my like that's just what I see. Yeah. I see like parents that I hang around with that are all very supportive, very nurturing, and there's a lot of emotional connection there. Becoming a parent, did you realise how much your parents would have thought about you all the time? 
Oh, man. You know what? It's just like, did you ever get the sensation that you're like, oh, they had no idea what they're doing because they weren't aware. <laughs> yes. They're not like these people that have like earned this place as parents. Yep. And, you know, you sort of almost visualize them going through a ceremony. You're now officially parents and there's all these rules and yep. you stick by them and you know all this. It's just like, oh, they're just flying by the seat of their pants. That was the weirdest chaos. when we had the child, when Ollie was born and it's that, like before the birth, you read all the birthing books and all that kind of stuff. And then we didn't read very much in the way of what to do once he's home. It's like yeah, we, we totally. spent we spent three days in the hospital, which was very nice, and didn't go out anywhere and just stayed there. And then it was like, all right, off now. And I'm like, the world felt different. Mm-hmm. Driving home was like I never concentrated more on the road and everything just seemed so different. Yeah, and then you'd get them home and you're like, what the yeah. fuck do I do now? <laughs> We're in charge. It's not an instruction manual or anything. Yeah. Um, so with the four kids, you would have did you all play sport? I know your brother is now still racing. Like yeah, he's still racing, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> he is towards the end of his career, but so was there he's a lo- still into it. A yeah. lot of weekend sport that your parents were driving you guys yeah. to? Yeah, we were all big into sport. Yeah. Yeah, we, I was playing a lot of cricket. I was playing a lot of rugby league. Um, and so were, uh, my, my brothers. I'm just trying to think if anyone did anything really. We all played cricket. We all played. Yeah. Yeah. We're all big into sport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's a question I, I don't often ask, but I'll ask it. At Christmas, were the big gifts from Santa or your parents? <laughs> oh, shit. I can't even, I can't even remember whether that was distinguished. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whether it was just like Santa or... Yeah, I can't, I can't, I I think it was just really all from parents. Yeah. Really, yeah. I, I only yeah. ask that because I, I'm always It's intrigued. interesting. Well, yeah, because I know that a lot of people who are having kids now get pissed off that they have to say, oh, this is from this make-believe person. And I'm like, <laughs> That's hilarious. You've got to provide some magic in their life. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. What do you want to you know, you on credit <laughs> for your fucking present? I know. All right. Uh, for anything else you want to mention about family? Um, no, I think that's it's good. pretty good. All right. Pretty good deep dive. Friends, career, health. Which one do you want next? Um, it's career, health. Well, all right, let's. Let's do let's do health. Then. Okay. Would you say you're healthy? I like to think I am. Yeah, I reckon you're healthy. So yeah, be, I like to confident. think I am. And this is not just physical, but also mental health. We're going to talk about. <laughs> okay. Well, you threw that in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, you're interviewing, you know, comedians like fucking hell. Well, this, this isn't fair. I think though. Of all the, like, there's a lot of comedians I know. I think you seem pretty uh, solid and pretty relaxed about most things. <laughs> That's what you present. I mean, I, I hope. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there'll be people listening to that statement. Really? <laughs> <It will be. laughs> like, I think I thought you were joking. I mean, look, I guess people, but I just, I, I, I get. I don't know. I guess it's uh, people, uh, different people perceive you differently. But yeah. like my friend, our friend, Greg Larson, just thinks I'm t- totally fucking insane. <laughs> but he has known me for so long. Okay. Um, longer than we've known each other. So, but and we've also worked together yeah. closely. So uh, it's a very interesting, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I've, pe- people that know me definitely think I'm crazy. 
Yeah. Okay, I've never been. Or intense. Every time I've spoken to you, there's a couple of guys who I speak to in comedy who actually look look me in the eye and ask me questions about myself. And I'm like, there's not too many. They're (laughs) Mm. not just a, hey, when's your show on? How's your show going? You got any gigs coming? Actual proper questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I got to admit, the thing is, is that we, we, you know, we work amongst the craziest people. We really do. And I, I mean, when I did a little film project last year, um, we had a crew and everything and stuff. And, um, it, you know, I was hanging around with film people for whatever, fucking probably not what they're called, but yeah. <laughs> it shows how much I know. But, um, and I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> people are normal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so what, what kind of stuff then? Are you a, a needy person? Uh, I think, I think so, but I wouldn't classify the neediness as just our neediness as, as I think artists are needy. Yeah. They just are because what we do is so fucking, so vulnerable. It's like, it's so fucking stupid what we do. And it's so, I mean, it's beautiful and blah, 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 but it's like you're putting yourself out there. It's, it's, you have to be a true stoic to not be like, what do you think? Yeah. I, I'm very much like a fucking puppy dog just going, okay, do I get a treat now? Just tell me I'm a yeah, boy. Yeah, totally. Do I, I do never, I? I'm 42. Yeah, I'm the I'm still like, what do you think of that bit, man? To like yeah. a dude who's, I'll do that to people that have been doing comedy for two weeks. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, man, do you think of that? Like, I, you know, I'll, I'll be doing that. It is funny because I was talking to a friend of mine who was at Falls Festival, this is back in the day, and she said, she said to a comic, hey, great set. And they're like, which one did you see? And then she said, <laughs> and then she said it to bands. Great set, and they're like, "Oh, thanks." And like musicians are very like e- much easier to take the compliment. And go, "Oh, thanks." Whereas Queen's like, "Which one? Which 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 one did you see?" Because it's a great yeah. point. Yeah, I feel like I feel like musicians. I mean, this is I'm going to be. Yeah, I'm going to say it, but I, it is it is easier. You're on As a on musician? stage. I mean, oh well, actually, of course, you you would know. You can write ten good songs, and that's your entire career. You can go right. Oh, well, oh, I genuinely want to know. Like, like, okay, you do a music gig hypothetically, and then you do a stand-up gig. You yep. like, and and this in this case, you're not doing musical comedy. Yeah, you're doing a, a proper like you're doing not the musical comedy. <laughs> no, I, I agree. But, you know, like you're yeah. doing rock and roll or whatever. Yeah. I mean, which one do you come off more secure? Like, which one do you come off more secure from? For me, it was comedy because really, there's, there's the instant they're laughing. They like it. Whereas music, it was like they clapped at the end of songs and then You had no idea how they felt. That's no, interesting. No idea for the three and a half minutes of the song going. Are they wow. enjoying it? I mean, they're all sitting and watching. They're not talking. So I guess that's right. they're enjoying it. Yeah. But it is that yeah, for me, when I because when I first started, I was kind of doing both. And then yeah, the comedy was like for me the more satisfying because it was like that instant. Here you go. Here's a laugh. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Here's another laugh. Wow. But don't you ever get that thing where you're like, yeah, it's a laugh, laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now is I do. it a good yeah. laugh? <laughs> Back <laughs> then the I was just happy with any noise. Yeah. Uh, so when do you think you were at your healthiest? Um, man, I. It's funny because I would say obviously in my twenties, but. I, I've just gotten so into wellness and like organic food and yeah. I mean I, I hate to say the term wellness because I don't believe in the I mean it is wellness it, it's 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 an attempt to be not just you're not just healthy you're like 
I, I try and eat a lot of really good food and I try to exercise and which has been difficult with my I've had a back injury, but trying to, you know, like get on top of that and sleep is a fucking nightmare. But the, what I know now, like about health, is so I know so much. Yeah. Because I've gotten so deep into it. But in my twenties I would have been physically at my prime, but just eating McDonald's and just yeah. crap, you know, doing more drugs and So you mentioned have you always mentioned sleep's hard. Have you always been yeah. in trouble falling asleep? It's a fucking oh man. I think one of the things I think they say is that you shouldn't talk about it. But oh, because like, it's in your head. I mean, I talk about it all the time. Yeah. So I mean, was, yeah, or something. I don't know. It, it's crazy because I don't drink. I don't yeah. do drugs very often. I don't drink very often. I, I I I have a coffee a day. I eat good food and I exercise. Yeah, but I still won't sleep. You're too it's smart. a motherfucker. You're too smart, buddy. <laughs> you think <laughs> I'm thinking? I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> if it's thinking too much, it's definitely that. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned uh, you eat eat organic foods. I do. Has yeah. this been going on for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And um, yeah, like I'll still eat. Like I'm not a total nut. Yeah. But like when I'm trying to be good, I'll have many meals a day that are organic and. Yep. You know, all the bullshit, the whole grain, fucking blah, blah, blah. And was this something that because you read something or just felt different from when you were eating organic food to non-organic food? Or? I think once you're eating really nutritious food, um, it is you do notice when you go back. Maybe it is psychological. Maybe it's placebo. But, but if it makes you feel better. It makes you feel better and basically organic food's growing in. <laughs> I'm saying this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. So many comics come on and go, like is this I'm, all right? Like, yeah, it's yeah, great. It's, it's I'm, lo- I'm losing ticket sales. <laughs> people are like, I was going to go see you fucking, what is this wanking bullshit? <laughs> I mean, you seem very healthy. Like, Yeah, I, I, look, I my diet does, I do eat too many processed meals because I eat those, like, because if I'm at work, I don't pack a lunch. It's something I should do, but I just go on and get one of those protein microwave meals. Oh, you do? And they're all, it's all processed Processed chicken, and I know mm. it's bad for me, but I'm like, well, it's better than if I go to like get a barn me or do something like it's just it's yeah. healthier. Like, and I that's the one thing that I wish, but I just don't have time. I don't have time to meal it is, prep. It's expensive as well. Yeah, all my extra. This is this is this is a middle aged thing. All my extra money just goes towards that food. Yeah. The good food. Well, if you're not drinking, not like fan, fine dining shit. Yeah, yeah. That's all. The, that's all I have. How long have you been not drinking for? Well, I go through phases. Yeah, but yeah, one time I had a year off. I just don't have any desire to. Yeah, it's strange. It's not even a discipline thing. Like I don't have a problem. You know, if something event was happening, people were drinking. I probably would. But yeah, I don't know. Have you ever felt that way with alcohol? It just gets yeah. Boring. I find it really boring. Yeah, I, when I stopped drinking, um, it was kind of like just. Will be a challenge. I also had a very big fortieth and had a real bad hangover. I was like, "This is yeah. no good." And then after, and it, I drank too much in lockdown. I looked at my look at photos of myself in lockdown. My head's just bigger. It's just <laughs> got that fat whiskey head, and so <laughs> I had to stop. So what it's I was hilarious. doing in lockdown was drinking. The kids would go to bed about nine o'clock, and I'd have probably half a bottle of whiskey every night. Are you serious? And listen to country songs and be like, oh, this is, something's got to change here. Are um, you, were you delving into the the, the, the depression of it? Like, I don't know if I, like, yeah. W- wallow, like but I basking was, in it. As I was enjoying it. I was having fun going, oh, yeah, it's nice to feel 
feel sad listening to Joe Pug or Jeff Tweedy or something like that and just go, oh, all right, this is nice, and then drinking a whiskey and then have another one and then – What whiskey were you drink? Was you Because I was a whiskey nut for a while. Oh, you're drinking Glenfiddich. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, but I haven't had a drink for two years. Oh, that's wow. not true. No, I've had, I've had a glass of wine with dinner occasionally, but not not two a social years. drink. Yeah, that's a fucking long time. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not missing much though. Exactly. Not. The only thing I really miss is that I feel sometimes in social situations, people are bored by me because I'm sober and they're all drinking. Yeah, yeah. but drinking drunk people are so fucking annoying. It's crazy. <laughs> Which one's boring? That's the question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like drunk people. Um, with your mental health, do you have any indicators or red flags that you know that it's, all right, something's got to change here? Um, <laughs> uh, look, I mean, uh, it, it is a constant struggle for me, but like I don't know what other people go through, but um, I, I, I guess it's just... Something I, I I mean that I think that really is part of the food thing and all that because yeah. I went off antidepressants. I tried antidepressants. I had a bad season two or whatever years ago, and I went on them, and then I went off them, and then like really, I think that kicked off this whole thing of like, oh, if you're not going to do that, then what other you know, you better exercise and do yeah. all these other things. So I feel like, yeah, my lifestyle is always just trying to keep on top of that. Yeah, kind of getting down or. Anxious, you know. Yep. So you mentioned your back. You got a sore back, and before we started, you said it was from doing weights. I re- I reckon it, my discs are degraded. Yeah. So like, I think that probably which would have been the incident that maybe. And is that that must affect sleep and mood as well? Like, because I've had yeah. bad backs in the past, and it's not, when it's bad for it's sure. No fun. For yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 And do you notice that it's like affects like. Like well, you can't and, do – well, I think yeah. you you can't – like I, I see young guy – young fuck, I'm even saying that. But younger guys <laughs> running and running and I'm like, fuck, I wish I could just run again. You know what I mean? You could run? Like, yeah, but it's like it's, it's one of those exercises that really throws my thing out of whack or whatever. What I – I can fully exercise though. So that's yep. – like it's just all core strength stuff though. It's very low impact stuff. Yep. That's all. Yeah. yeah. No jumping. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a, as a kid, did your parents ever focus on health in the in the family? My dad is a, a very health obsessed with the physical stuff. Like he was big walker, big yeah. swimmer. Um, yeah, didn't didn't like it. Doesn't like us having putting weight on. Or he's better about it now. Does he mention it? Well, I think we've said to him, look, just don't say we look out of shape, Dad. Yeah. It doesn't help. My dad is obsessed with talking about people's weight. And this is a man who is not a healthy man, obsessed. Who tell you, oh, I saw such and such down the street. They they put on some weight. Did you watch Nemesis, the ABC thing with all the politicians? No. What's that? It's a, the last three prime ministers, like the liberal prime ministers. Oh, and so Malcolm, wow. Malcolm Turnbull is. There's this scene where Matthias Coleman is on there, and he goes, "Oh, hasn't he chunked up a bit? Oh, he's looking quite slim there." And I saw him the other day, and it's like. Just, What's that got to do with anything? Just, just this catty fucking guy. Yeah, wow. But um, my dad is very similar. We'll mention someone's weight to you. And it's like, yeah, because they're 20 years older than when you saw them last, Dad. That's why. <laughs> like a friend of mine, if, yeah. like from high school, oh, they put on some weight. Yeah, because last yeah, time you saw them, 45. they were 17, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so your dad, like, will mention your own weight. Well, can I ask you, 
Does your dad have a thing about tattoos? Yes. Hates I them. fucking knew it. We should get our dads together. My dad, like his big thing was like, oh, if I could invest in a tattoo removal place in five years' time, I'll be a millionaire. And I'm like, I reckon they're here to stay, Dad. This is so funny you brought that because we were watching. My dad just came over to stay with us. We are watching because he can't stand silence in the house. It just makes him awkward. Awesome. Yep. I love it. So the TV's always got to be on. Right. And so we are watching free-to-air TV and the Doghouse Australia came on and there was this Maori family and they had facial tattoos and we're watching it and he goes, now to my wife, he goes, now you tell me this, Beck. If you've got a, if you had a job, if you had an office and these people came in looking for a job, what would you say to them? And Beck's very nice and went, I'd say, can I see your qualifications? What do you mean, John? <laughs> Knowing exactly what he meant but just wanted him to say it. And he goes, oh, yeah. And I was like, Dad, it's cultural. Like you can't. And he's like, oh, yeah, but still it looks. I'm like, no, 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 it's cultural. Yeah, like, it's, totally. Yeah, but it was that thing of like. He, he then flipped. I went, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yep, yep. I'm yeah, like, my oh. dad wouldn't be flipping. Okay. There's a difference. <laughs> He's not. He digs in deeper. Oh, yeah. Well, like it's one of those things where it's just like in your life you go, I mean, even doing comedy, you know, going, no, fuck you, I'm going to do it. Da-da-da, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. You know, fuck my parents, you know. Uh, you got to, you know, go break out and do your own thing. But tattoos like that, like... Yeah, I'll have to wait for before dad to be dead for that. Like he, he would just, I, I, I would fear that he wouldn't, he would cut me out of a will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't talk to me. It's so crazy. You don't have any tattoos? No. Is it any of your brothers? No. Yeah. My my brother Will has a tiny ink cross that he did in high school with a, like a pin, like being a, just a shitty teenager. Yeah. That's it. All right. Um, I think we've discussed all of this. Oh, are you – so you're not a member of any like yoga or Pilates or gym stuff? No, no. Sort of just do it at home. Yep. It's very particular stuff. All right. Friends and career. That's what we've got left. Uh, let's do friends then. All right. Do you have a best friend? <laughs> so weird asking a, a grown man that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I, I wouldn't say I have a best friend, yeah. but I definitely have a couple of friends that I'm very close with. Yeah. One guy, my mate Kai, is a guy I've known um, since grade, I think, three. Yep. Um, so we've always stayed pretty close. I mean, we don't see each other as often as I'd like, but we're pretty close. And yeah. how, how did you become friends? Just in the same class? Uh, in the same class, um <laughs> We used to do comedy sketches in front of the class Great. at Show and Tell. Great. It's crazy. Like are we talking like full frontal kind of sort of just- stuff. We'd take ads. Ads came up and we would impersonate them. Yep. And stuff. It's pretty good stuff actually. <laughs> it wasn't bad. <laughs> uh so you got are you friends with other people from school days? Yeah, I try and keep in touch with with the group of mates I would say that I went to schoolies with that, yep. that, those guys. Yeah, we don't see each other often. Um, but we do keep in touch. Has your school had a school reunion yet? It did. It did have a school reunion. There was, I got a feeling I was, there's a reason why I didn't go, but yeah, yeah, I got a feeling I was, um, interstate. We had ours 21. I recommend going. I had a lot of fun. It was good. Um, how did, how did you make friends when you're at school? Um, I remember. Like in high school, I had good friends. Yeah. 
and uh, I don't remember having trouble making them. Um, we had a group of friends and we're still friends today, keep in touch and stuff. Um, we were pretty bad teenagers. We were drinking and yep. smoking pot and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I remember in primary school, my dad got this other big, he expanded outside of the canvassing and got this confectionery warehouse. And I remember um, <laughs> bringing chips, potato chips to yep. school to win over friends. <laughs> like I remember bringing them because like he'd have expi- like a oh, stock that he couldn't sell or some shit. Yeah. I remember that being, I don't know why it's stuck in my head, it's been pretty pathetic. <laughs> no, that's how you make friends as a kid. I've got a, yeah, my dad owns a chips. lolly ch- shop. That's yeah, cool. a lolly warehouse. Um, have you made any friends in the last five years? Oh, that's a good question. Fuck, that's a good question. That's a great question for a 42-year-old. I know. Yeah, because I'm at the point where I, because Beck's always on at me, he goes, you should. I think you could be friends with that guy. I'm like, yeah, but how? What am I going to do? Yeah, how does it even work? I, I, think, you, yeah. I think this is my reason why I think golf is popular. It just gives men an excuse to ask for a walk in the park with another man. Mm. So, oh, we'll go and play a round of golf. <laughs> That's so funny. Because you're going to say, hey, do you want to come for a walk in the park with me? Yeah, if yeah. If we're hitting, yeah. hitting the ball around. Um. That's a great, yeah. I love that idea because I think that, like, men – like do th- like we do things yeah we can't yeah yeah um and it, also, just, it just reminds me of my dad's my dad's big thing like dad just connection is not his forte yeah <laughs> just a weird way to put it but like he would take us on skiing trips and it took us a lifetime to realize like this is stupid dad why are we even doing this we literally it's literally designed so we can't talk we go to this thing, we, we, we travel, we get there, we get, get up early, you got to get up early, get to the ski lift before anyone else and then you ski separate and then you it sucks and it's kind of painful and then you get on the lift again, you can't talk then and then you're just different and then you meet up and then you're tired and you go to bed. Like it's yeah. the whole thing is just so we go, we're in an area together going down some sort of remotely near each other and we just have no, there's no, you don't yeah. walk away from the trip like we sat down, we we. we finally got deeper about who we are and where we came from and yeah it's just so funny to me um <laughs> just like goggles and how like it's literally <laughs> designed it's impossible <laughs> to connect it's like you couldn't if you tried um anyway um, so any friends in the last five years <laughs> avoiding the question <laughs> uh the friends that i would say i've made in the last five years would be through work yeah um so i feel like that's a bit cheating but well, i think that's how most people would though not just comedians. I think yeah. if you worked in office and someone new comes to the office and they sit next to you every day, you'd form yeah. a friendship. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. So I would say that. I would say there's there's a filmmaker I work with, Brody. Um, we work really closely together. Yep. Um, on probably stuff. I think you've probably seen some of the stuff that you know the stuff with Goxie and all that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where we work so closely together. We haven't talked for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it was really. Pretty fucking intense um, experience to shoot an hour of film together. We shot more than that, actually. But, you know, and just to comedians, I, so sometimes I st- uh, crash into people's houses and yep. you get to become closer and stuff, you know, yep. with guys like that. Have you had any friend breakups? Have you had oh, to- that's a great question. And, and I the love question, that. Is it, was it a big incident or was it just a slow ghosting where you're like, oh, I've got nothing in common with this guy anymore? <clears throat> 
Yeah, I've got a. There was a guy. There was a guy. I I I I don't think I've. I've I've only had one friend break up, um, but I've had a couple of guys that I've just distanced myself a bit from because I feel like that it's a negative relationship or whatever. Yeah. Um, which is important. Yeah. But uh, his friend break up, man, this guy, he was definitely had men- mental health issues and stuff, as a lot of my friends do. So he was not unusual in the kind of circles, of, you know, people, friends that I have. Um, in, in the, I just mean in the sense that the, a lot of my friends are very eccentric yeah. and, you know, crazy people in yeah, some Yeah, I'm going to say in my 20s yeah. I looked for those people who were like. Yeah, it's a very comedian thing to yeah. do. It's just how we end up in this yeah. weird thing. And uh, this guy, anyway, he was always yeah difficult, but you know we were we were close. And yeah, one day he just got really upset that I was I was doing some work on the project, and I was not far from his place. And I think he just felt like I'd come down to Melbourne a lot and not done enough. And it was yeah, I would say an overreaction. But he just sent me this yeah, he just sent me this text. One trip down, I was like, maybe didn't respond quick enough, something. And he just sent me this, te- it was just this massive yeah. text and like, you're a piece of shit, you're going to die alone, <laughs> you've got bitch tits, oh. you look terrible on TV. Like it was like yeah. really full on. And I was like, because, you know, it's kind of thing had happened before, something like that. And I was like, no, nah, I can't come back from this. Yeah, Like I'd like to, but it's just like, how do I... Just go, no, this is like it just was too much. And then sure enough, not long after that, he's like, come on, all right, let's, you know. And I'm like, nah, man, this is yeah. this is done. I've, I've I've not had something like that, but I have had a similar thing where someone kind of laid it all out to me and like said, you're not a good friend. And then I've kind of gone back and went, well, this is, and then there's been no, like, then going, all right, let's, should we catch up soon? I'm like, no, I think we're done. This is this is done, right? Like, oh wow! Did you? Did you? Was this face to face? No, this is all all via like uh, text. Yeah. So, so you both went back and forth and went like, well, he kind of like, like he, we're done. He I laid it out done. to me, and then I went, no, I'm not accepting this. This is not like that's not how it happened, and I'm not like just gonna let you fucking like give it to me and not take anything back. And then heard nothing, and then a couple months later, gone just a. Messages online going, oh no, this scroll up. That's that's how we feel about each other. Like we're we're fine. Did you did you actually say it? like no no I, I left it left on red. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, feel, I mean yeah yeah that's yeah. that's yeah yeah. I mean I totally get it. Yep. Uh, do you set aside time for friends these days? Yeah, probably not enough. I mean, you're down in Melbourne where a lot of your friends are. So yeah, I I do I do it's 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 I do like yeah it's hard yeah I do like try to make sure I catch up with people and it's funny there's so many people to catch up with you know because of working in the industry we live we we work in and yeah so I, I sort of got a <laughs> yeah it's hard yeah it's fucking hard. Um, last question on friends. Uh, how many people in your life would you happily drive to the airport as opposed to how many people you'd ask for a lift to the airport? How many people would I happily drive? <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Geez, I, I, I don't know. Do you reckon I mean, the number would be, be like 10? More people you drive and how many people would you ask then? I reckon more people I'd ask. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's the first time anyone's answered as that uh, asked more people. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd ask so many people. But, I mean, I guess in the sense that if someone asked me if I could give them a lift, yeah, I mean, fuck. I don't know. 10, 20 people maybe? It's all right. Um, all right, career. All right, did you always want to be a comedian? Uh, well, I was doing those sketches in primary school. Yeah. And I was th- doing that kind of thing in high school. There was no avenue for it at Toowoomba Grammar. Yeah. <laughs> it just was a rugby school. But uh, then I went and did IT and I wanted to do that. And then when that started going kind of shitty, I just went, oh, yeah, I used to love doing that stuff. And I kind of got in my early 20s, went to an acting course, and that led to stand-up. Yep. So yeah, I, I, get, <clears throat> I would say that I always had like, like wanted to do comedy stuff, but I, I, because of the environment I grew up in, I, it wasn't a thing where someone was like, you could be a comedian. Yeah. It was just like, oh, yeah, I like doing characters and impressions. And- Did you draw as a kid? Yeah, but yeah. not like serious. Like okay. I know some people. I know, yeah, I know a lot of comedians as kids would draw cartoons, that, and that was their creative outlet. Really? Yeah, you get that a lot. I get that a lot. Yes, more so in the in the previous show. I don't know how I always ask people in the questionnaire, mm. "What do you want to be as a kid?" Pretty much ninety percent of male comics, I wanted to be a cartoonist. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, did, did when you start? What age were you when you started comedy? By the way. Uh, well, I guess like more seriously, like I was 22 when I did that course and that was improv and film yep. acting and stuff. And then probably been a year or two after that, I sort of ended up taking those sketches I was doing live and started tr- trying to do stand-up. Yeah. Did you have like a five-year plan or a 10-year plan or, or career goals that you wanted I to think get once, out of it? once I uh, did an open mic and, you know, I was doing this shitty characters on stage, impressions of John Howard and fucking Richie Benno and shit. Um, just terrible stuff. I think it was just so exhilarating. I just never stopped. Yep. I just have not stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So obsessing. not a, not a like. It wasn't like a plan. I mean, I had career plans. Like I wanted to get down here and do all that stuff that regular people yep. want to do. What do you tell Uber drivers you do if they ask? Depends. Sometimes when I'm in a good mood, I'll say comedian. Yep. But, uh, other times I'll say I work in IT. Yeah. You can go that way. Have you had jobs that weren't creative at all? Yeah, I went back. I, I, I worked in IT um, for years and then when I was doing comedy I would still do IT, yep. subcontract and stuff for money. And then when my son was born I left my acting course. I was studying fine arts acting and went and had got a full-time job in IT support yep. um, for like three years before I gave it another go. Do you reckon you could be happy – Doing something that's not creative? Um, it's a very good question. Um, I, I think I would – you mean like as a profession? Yeah. Um, I mean assuming I could have creativity in my life. Yeah. Uh, I think it's – yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a painful career I, doing – creative stuff quite often reminded of the onion article which the headline was um secret to happiness find what you'd love doing and then do it on the weekends yeah like and 
I quite yeah. often I'm like, oh, that that cuts me deep. Um, but I used to. This is I used to have like dreams of like because I worked in a library. Kind of, oh, I'd love to work in a bookshop. I, I reckon I could be happy working in a bookshop or a, or a music store. And both mm. those things are no longer a viable option. Like it's so <laughs> funny that comedy is, comedy is a more financial option yeah. than working in a bookshop. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, all right. So what, what's, what's, what's your plans for the future? What do you want to get out of comedy? Oh, man. Uh, comedy's reached a point for me because I've been doing it now for like, I mean, probably as long as you have, eh? Like nearly 20 years? Yeah. I started, yeah. My first gig was 2003. That was in Launceston. didn't really count. Like right. It was right. playing funny songs at a band night. So not right. really a comedy night. But it took you a couple of years to get real serious. Well, 2004 is when I moved to Melbourne and started doing comedy proper. Like, right. Yeah, so yeah. 20, 20 years, like, yeah, it's just been. Fuck. It's crazy. Um, well, yeah, it's all changed pretty quick. Like it used to be just wanting to do stand-up and stuff, but. Like I took a year off for the first time touring last year and I did film these films. I mean, they're, it's a web series, but they were shot as films, yeah. like, you know, with a proper crew and DOP and shot on red and a colour grade and everything. And uh, we shot them like films too. They weren't sketches. Yeah. They were like narratives. And, and um, yeah, doing that, I think I was just like, I just enjoyed it so much. And so that stuff really interests me and doesn't interest me anymore to tour a new hour of stand-up every year um so i'm trying to do screenwriting and film stuff uh, uh as a way of not doing that every year and um yeah i just feel like stand-ups just like uh, uh, yeah like it's yeah uh, it's like i need to step back from it a bit um to sort of I don't know, get perspective, I guess. Yeah. I, look, I'm at the point where I do every second year a new show just because yeah. if I do it every year, I'm like, I bet I, you love it. I feel like I'm repeating myself. Yeah. I'm well, not even repeating myself, but I'm, I'm using the same kind of like tricks in stand-up and go, oh, this is this bit and I'll just, mm. this is what I did last time. And so I yeah. find every second year for me is just enough to go, right, this is still, I still love it. So Yeah. You, if you bet you if you did goal. it every year, you wouldn't. <laughs> no. No, well, I did from... 2006 to 2013, right. I did a show every year and then did 2015, 16, 17. Wow, so like, yeah, similar, yeah. yeah. So t- from 2015 to 2017, I wrote six different shows and um, also did a podcast every week. It's just too much. Whew. Too much. All right, this is the, the final question about career. All right, I'm a magic genie. I can grant you any wish to do with your career, but just your career. What do you wish? Oh, oh boy. I reckon, I reckon it would be to have the series that I just shot, yep. like that character, have that as a, as a series that is successful on TV, yep. on whatever TV is today. Yep. So something that's watched, like something that people can YouTube. actually see, yeah, yeah. But it's like watched and and you're paid to do it and paid really well to do it, and that means you know yep. you can do other things. That would be it. I'm the same. I, I also call a TV. But like, yeah. it's, it's Netflix. I'm like, it's fucking. I watch it on my TV. It's TV. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got a TV in the corner. You can watch it on your watch it. and the TV. It's just weird times. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So this is the part of the show. What we do is we. Uh, 
either turn some burners off or we leave some burners on. Okay, so which burners are you leaving on? You know what? It's funny because, I mean, the biggest problem in my life is just how much of how much I spend on the career thing, which is what I bet every fucking guest you have says. I've had two who only left career on. That's, they turned the other three off. I've had two guests. Wow. Can I say both of them? Uh, one won the Comedy Festival Best Show last year and one won it the year before. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There you go. It says it all. Um, so you're saying which one would I turn off? Yep. Yeah, so friends, family, health, career. You can leave three on and, uh, yeah, and apparently you're successful in those three. Well, if you turn two off, the two you leave on, super successful. That's, that's the theory. I'm not saying it's right, but that's what the theory says. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I mean, probably for me, the logical, the, the thing honestly would probably, probably be friends that I would turn off. Yep. Um, in that it would just be less people, like less, but more quality or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, less social time but more with the people that are, are like closer to or whatever. Yeah. And we're very lucky we see our friends in our career. Yeah, true. Yeah. Very true, yeah. So you're going to leave the other three on? Family, health, career? Yeah, well, I can't I can't turn I can't turn those two off. <laughs> I can't. Um, it, I mean, if, if, I, if I turned anything off, it would probably be, be health, like, I mean, reluctantly. I can't turn family off, you know, I've got a son. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah. It's good. I, I feel like you've hated this. <laughs> I feel like you're going to walk out of here going, yeah, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said yes to this hour. Uh, no, not at all. I, I, uh, you're just making me, I, I would just, was when you said, when, when I, you just, I was just having this big thing of reflection not about the podcast, but I was just like, it just got me. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I was just thinking about how much I do sacrifice friends and family already for career and stuff. And Well, I'm glad I could be of service, David. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm, I'm in an existential crisis. Are you doing a show? You're doing a show? I am. Yeah. yeah. What's it called? It's called Not So Funny Now, is it? Right. Which feels appropriate after this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're doing it at Comedy Republic? I am doing it at the Comedy Melbourne. Republic, yeah. And are you do, taking it anywhere else in the country? I am. I'm. I'm going to be in Adelaide next week. Yep. I'm not sure when this comes out. You'll be. You'll be in Adelaide when this comes out. Okay. Great. Yep. So I'll be in Adelaide, and then I'll do Melbourne, and then I'll do Sydney, and um, in, in immediately after. Actually, it's, I say in May, but it's actually in April, and immediately after the festival, and then um, Brisbane great. comedy festival. So if you're in any of those cities, make sure you go see Damien, one of the best in the country. Um. I'm doing my show, Four Burners, in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, also doing it in Launceston, April 5, at uh, part of Fresh Comedy. So if you're in Launceston, come on down. It'll be the the world premiere, they want me to say. It's this. Brilliant. Um, it's the first time I'm doing it, guys. That's, that's <laughs> it doesn't what it feel is. like it, yeah. I'm also doing uh, Four Don't You Know Who I Am's in the Melbourne Comedy Festival as well. So that's uh, Saturdays at 3 o'clock at Morris House Basement Comedy Club. So tickets for all these are at joshhell.com.au. Thank you, Damien, for doing this. Thanks so much for having me, Josh. I've had a great time. Cheers. Thanks.
Thank you.